You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 119, with Jefferson Lilly. And today we're finding abundance in one of my childhood living conditions, trailer parks. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there. I am Wally Carmichael, your host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. And today, we are paying it forward with Jefferson Lilly. We're going to be talking about finding abundance in trailer parks and a little bit about finding abundance in trailers themselves. As we talk about one of the very first business books I ever really got into and the author. Now, if you know me at all or you've been listening to Men of Abundance, you know I'm always super intrigued by the just so many ways that people make money, so many vocations out there, so many different ways to bring value to other people's lives and make a living doing so and living an abundant lifestyle. I just absolutely am so intrigued by that. And this is another one of those that I knew about many years ago. And I haven't talked to anybody since who's been doing this full time. And we're going to talk about a book here in just a minute. And Lonnie is the author of that book. And I have to say that Lonnie, as we talk about him, uh, Jefferson and I were talking during the pre-show that I didn't know this, but Lonnie had passed away in 2013. So I want to say God rest his soul and to rest in peace because he really was a catalyst for my entrepreneurial mindset and getting into real estate. While I didn't necessarily follow exactly what he was doing, the thought process of it all really got me into getting creative in earning a living and making money, and specifically in real estate, which is why I ended up finding what I was doing with lease options, which will be a whole nother show down the line someday, I'm sure. So as you listen to the conversation between myself and Jefferson, I want you to get your mind thinking, get your mind rolling and thinking about all of the different creative ways and the skills that you currently have so that you can start some sort of a side hustle. Or if you're currently not working, like I know some of you are not, it's a way for you to start thinking of ways to start earning an income and start living a life of abundance by adding value to other people's lives, number one. And then earning an income doing what you're doing to add value to other people's lives. That's what business is all about. And it really is not as difficult as so many people make it out to be. Get out of your head, listen to what we're talking about here, and start thinking about ways that you can add value to other people's lives and your community and adding value to your own family. Now, if you are new here, if this is your first episode of listening to Men of Abundance, Man, I welcome you like never before. It's just amazing to have you here. I hope you get a lot out of this conversation. And if any of you get anything out of this conversation, please share Men of Abundance with as many people that you come in contact with. Also, make sure you go to menofabundance.com underneath any one of the podcast players. I've made it so easy for you to click on any of those buttons, to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Android, leave a review on any 
any one of the podcast players that you currently listen to. That is so important for you to do that, to subscribe so you don't miss one single episode, and to leave a review, an honest review. Tell others what you're getting out of this, and I will share your review on Men of Abundance just like this one. Jeff Gross People says, Men of Abundance is paying it forward. I had a great time being a guest on Wally's show. He is doing wonderful work and thinking about the value of the future. Thank you for doing a great show, Wally. We need more like you. Jeff, I greatly appreciate that. And one more since this one's a short one. This one's from Covenant Mechanical. He says, the right podcast for the right time in history. And that's the caption and that is the message. This podcast comes at the right time in history. Thanks so much to all 45 of you who have left five-star ratings and review. There is one four-star rating and review. It was the very first one. All of them but one are five-star reviews, and I greatly, greatly appreciate the kind words. Now, let me introduce you to our featured guest today. Jefferson is a self-made millionaire, mobile home park investment expert, educator, and industry consultant. Park Street Partners owns 16 mobile home parks coast-to-coast, totaling over $30 million in value. Prior to co-founding Park Street Partners in 2013, Mr. Lilly spent seven years investing his own capital acquiring and operating mobile home parks. Before becoming an investor full-time, Jefferson spent nine years in sales leadership roles with several venture-backed startups in Silicon Valley. Jefferson has been featured in the New York Times, Bloomberg Magazine, and on the Real Money television show. He holds a BA from the University of Pennsylvania and an MBA from the Wharton School of Business. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Mr. Jefferson Lilly. Jefferson, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, Wally. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, my pleasure, man. Where are you at in the world? Uh, today, uh, physically, I am here in San Francisco. It's a, a semi-cloudy day, but... Uh, uh, but life is good, and uh, and that's where I'm coming to you from. I was in San Francisco many, many years ago. My grandmother used to live in Sacramento, and we drove down from Arizona, from Phoenix, where I was born and raised. And uh, I remember San Francisco, and then for a brief moment, we were like on Fisherman's Wharf or something like that. We could see out yeah. in Alcatraz. Really cool place, and lots of just, I just remember, I was a young man, a really young boy, but I do remember the clouds clearing up just long enough for us to see the Golden Gate Bridge for a little bit, and then it all came back. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that that does does happen. Well, anyway, before we get too much into the show, I really like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. So, what do you have to be grateful for today, Jefferson? Oh well, just uh, you know, my my days. I'm blessed. They generally get better and better. I've got a, a wife and uh, two lovely kids, and a third on the way this September. Oh, congratulations. And I've got a, a, a business that is growing uh, fast, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's sort of now pulling me along, and, and I'm trying to keep up with it and hire key people into it, and so it's, I've had other jobs where I've had to push and push, uh, and this is uh, a job, a career path that's really just kind of pulling me along, and uh, uh, I'm just grateful for all that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot to be grateful for, for sure. So before we got started here, uh, I talked a little bit about what you do. 
and not as much about who you are. So here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance and get a little bit personal. So let's do that right now, Jefferson. Let's get a little bit personal and find out a little bit more about you. Just share a little bit about a little bit more than what you just just shared about your family and um, kind of what led you up to what you're doing today. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Denver uh, and uh, went off to college back east, uh, spent, uh, I guess the career trajectory is basically spent my 20s being the guy behind the spreadsheet, as it were, working uh, in consulting and then venture capital and uh, also with uh, an operating business in New York City. But I I was, again, fundamentally the guy behind the spreadsheet crunching numbers uh, <clears throat> went to business school and then uh, came out here to the Bay Area and worked uh, most of my 30s at three different startups uh, in sales. <clears throat> and I was basically uh, the, the guy with the expense account, uh, as you were, taking people out to lunch and otherwise just uh, uh, closing uh, sales um, uh, for kind of a, a range of basically wireless technology startups. Um, and then, uh, about age 39, bought uh, a mobile home park, and that has now, for most of my 40s, it's been about a decade now, has led me uh, into greater uh, abundance, both cash as well as uh, free time. And um, so now I'm, I'm the guy working for myself. <laughs> Some of it's spreadsheet, a little <laughs> bit of it is sales, but Mostly it's increasingly just, uh, I feel uh, uh, increasingly like I'm a a headhunter for my own organization and just trying to uh, recruit the right people uh, in to to help uh, manage our growth. Yeah, that's pretty cool. One of the things that really caught my eye when I was first introduced to you was the... um the information about the mobile home park because that was something that I was looking into many many years ago when I was first looking at what niche I was going to get into as far as real estate investing and I kind of leaned over towards lease options and and, uh, hired a mentor back then to walk me through that and he mentored me for a year which was extremely valuable Um, but I read quite a bit about mobile home parks growing up in Phoenix Arizona and that part of the world many mobile in fact i lived in a mobile home park i grew up in a mobile home park actually at first we couldn't even afford a mobile home park we lived in a trailer behind another man's house (laughs) and and, you know because we didn't we just didn't have much income and then um we towed that finally you know i we ended up in a mobile home park and that's basically how i grew up my younger years but I used to work in the mobile home park doing certain things, but then I got a hold of a book and my mentor in searching around for different niches in real estate, my mentor, and we were talking about it before the show, and you reminded me of this book. I had been trying to remember it before our talk, but it was Lonnie Scruggs, Deals on Wheels, and it was just this tiny little yes. book, and it was so brilliant. It just made so much sense, so that's I'm, that's basically where you're at and what you're doing. Well, uh, we prefer to own the land under the mobile homes. Right. Uh, we own the actual mobile home park. Now, we do mm-hmm. own some of the homes. Uh, they just often come with an acquisition of a park, and we'll put those homes out on rent-to-own agreements, which is mm-hmm. basically uh, what Lonnie Scruggs' book, Deals on Wheels, um, advises. Uh, yeah, we, we like to build communities of owners, so over the long run, we, we look to sell off every single one of the homes, uh, even bring in homes if we have vacant pads 
and sell off those additional homes. Um, we're fundamentally about expanding the supply of affordable housing in this country. Um, and again, we want to build communities of owners, and then you know we, we still want to continue to own the land. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we, we look for folks to uh, to own the mobile homes, and we try and help them do that. And we try and focus on just owning the land. Yeah, that's really neat. And I it just I just remembered actually that Lonnie had talked of his daughter who owned several parks herself. And mm-hmm. that's what Lonnie was doing. Lonnie, well, you're right. No, Lonnie, it's been so long since I've read that book. But that's right. Lonnie yep. And Lonnie had this really brilliant financing plan that he had. And he actually, as I understand, made actually more off the financing than he did off the home itself because he was buying really, really cheap homes. And then he would finance them to people who really couldn't afford too much else. And, you know, it was really a, a great situation for both of them. But then his daughter, as he would explain, would go out and buy parks, which I thought was just a brilliant yep. idea for the family to do. Yep, I, I would agree with all that. Yeah, it's uh, this is a great path to home ownership for folks that otherwise aren't going to be able to afford a site-built house. Most of our tenants uh, probably have household incomes of around thirty to thirty-five thousand a year, uh, and in most of our markets, you know, the average house price is over a hundred thousand. They'd have to come up with at least twenty thousand down, and then uh, you know probably have have a house payment at six, seven hundred bucks, something like that. And we're uh, and of course be in debt for thirty years uh, mm-hmm. on a site-built house. We're, we're helping folks get into homes say even for as little as uh, 200 bucks lot rent 200 bucks for the house payment which is what uh, Lonnie Scruggs would have collected and uh, most of our folks well for more modest mobile homes like that they'd probably own that home in just three or four years and uh, no 30 year indebtedness (laughs) with (laughs) us and uh, they're then homeowners they of course do still pay the lot rent but they may own uh, a two or even three bedroom house outright after just a couple of years. And, uh, you know, instead of paying six, seven hundred bucks for a site built house, they're paying 200, maybe 300 for the land. Uh, but again, they're not in debt for, for the long term. They don't have that mortgage hanging over their head. And uh, for some folks, uh, that, that's a, a really brilliant option for them. Um, it's, it's frankly their only option and again to, to not be in debt for 30 years for many folks that's <laughs> that's a very smart financial thing to do yeah and I like that I'm just thinking as, as myself as I, if I was one of those guys like yourself running a park I would you know I'm just really big on providing a great living space and a great environment for people to raise their kids and grow their families and stuff and you know Man, there's there's this connotation people think about when you think of a trailer park. You're thinking of like, you know, Eminem out there, and you know, trailer park mm. trash is the term. But I'm telling you right now, there are some very very nice and elaborate trailer parks out there, and quite frankly, some of them can get quite expensive when you start adding on the the cost for the land. Then you got security, you got the security that you're paying for kind of like HOA type of thing because I was doing a lease option with one I was setting up a deal with an owner and after the numbers came out I was like my goodness this is actually going to be quite expensive for the person coming in because it was a very very nice facility they had great amenities pool workout else fitness center all that kind of stuff so 
it's definitely something to look into and I think if it's done right it can definitely be beneficial for everybody that's my personal experience anyway yeah uh, mobile home parks uh, also known as trailer parks uh, do do have quite a range to them mm -hmm. uh, you think about regular site belt housing I'm sure we all know what the bad neighborhoods are okay. in our respective towns and uh, you know you can find in in many towns you know older single-family homes for thirty forty thousand and you can probably find some nice homes for a million or more mm -hmm. and I know here in San Francisco you can find homes for 20 million or more uh, but uh, you mo mo mobile home parks have, have a similar range some are quite uh, modest and uh, may have lot rents even of a hundred hundred and twenty five bucks at the low end and then uh, a couple of the nicest parks are in Malibu California right on the water uh, and I think their lot rent is a little over 2000 uh, So there's quite a range. We tend to buy in the Midwest, uh, not sexy locations like Malibu. And uh, you know, we're, we're in places like Dayton, Ohio, and Wichita, Kansas, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, probably our, our lot rent is, I would guess, about 315 bucks, something like that. So we, uh, we very much focus on the affordable housing uh, market. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. So, you know, along the way, you've been you've done quite a few things and goodness, you know, being in Silicon Valley and you've been featured in New York Times and Bloomberg magazine. So you've definitely done some amazing things in your life, uh, personally and financially, professionally. Along the way, anybody who is doing anything as much as you've done, there are some kick in the gut moments, either personally or financially. I'd like for you to share one of those stories with us and kind of make us feel that. Yeah, so. Uh I basically got progressively more frustrated with Silicon Valley and, and with the, the startups that I was at. Um, I don't know that there was any, you know, single day, any single exact moment that I was just like, you know, so frustrated, so on my back or what have you. But, um, you know, I, I had, again, worked at three different startups for uh, most of my 30s, uh, about uh, two, two to three years at each. And the first one we got sold, uh, which got me really encouraged. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the second one uh, wasn't really a very good sale. And then the, the third startup that I was at, uh, frankly, still hasn't transacted. It's still out uh, raising money. It's still a, it's a, I believe, still perennially unprofitable. Um, certainly, it, it hasn't become the next Google. None, none of my startups became, you know, the, the kind of great startups that everybody thinks of. Uh, when they think Silicon Valley, we, we never became Google or Facebook or Twitter or Apple or whatever startups, of course, get get all the press. And, you know, I don't know what the numbers are. It's probably nine out of 10 <laughs> startups uh, are complete failures. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's not even to say that one out of 10 becomes anything like Google. But um, anyway, the, the startups that I was at just, you know, progressively never became huge successes. Um, and so I was just looking to, to do something else, uh, at least to, to diversify my own income stream uh, away from stock options uh, and, uh, and just find something more stable that, uh, well, again, it was just more stable, more reliable, and I could actually see a, a pretty clear path to revenue. So uh, anyway, so I guess that was kind of my, my kick in the gut moment or, or evolution was just coming uh, to, to the realization that uh, 
uh, working at, at successive startups was still not likely to, to land me uh, uh, at uh, a place that, that was going to be hugely successful. Right. Yeah, you know, and not to mention, startups are, you know, it's like investments. It's like anything else. It's it's risky and it's, your heart rate goes up. Sometimes it goes up for good reasons. Sometimes it's going up because, you know, you're coming to the end of a, of a rope and you're wondering what's next, you know, type of thing. So, yeah, I can definitely relate with that. So what is Park Street Partners? Yeah, so... Uh that's a uh, small real estate investment fund uh, that I've formed uh, with my partner, Brad Johnson. And uh, we acquire mobile home parks nationwide. We improve them, we expand them, uh, we increase the supply of affordable housing, and we generate uh, pretty nice uh, double-digit returns for our investors. So we, uh, we again, gone out now and raised money from roughly 70 different uh, high net worth folks. Uh, they invest in our fund and we in turn uh, go out and, and acquire mobile home parks that we all co-own together and uh, we all share in the profits. Uh, so th- that's kind of the evolution from where I got started uh, coming out of high tech. Uh, roughly a, a decade ago, I bought just my first park with my own personal uh, savings, and uh, that evolved. Bought a second park, uh, did some consulting to some other high net worth families uh, with interests in manufactured housing, and again, then uh, three about three and a half years ago, I guess, uh, formed Park Street Partners, and uh, that that has greatly accelerated the rate uh, uh, of uh, of acquisitions. <laughs> Uh, I uh, uh, needed to raise outside money to acquire additional parks. I had put a good chunk of my net worth into my two parks. Um, anyway, so uh, Park Street Partners is kind of the evolution of what I got started doing initially just on the side as a side investment uh, a decade ago when I bought my uh, my first uh, piece of real estate. I like it. It's really cool. I've heard of this concept with apartment complexes but never with trailer parks and it's it just shows guys that there are just so many ways to provide value to communities and make a profit i'm always intrigued in ways and and many the many vocations and many ways to make an income and provide value to to our communities it's endless it's just this is just a new one to me like i said i've heard about it in the in the apartment complex type of uh, industry but not the trailer park so do you teach what, any of this stuff because in your bio we we're talking about that you're an investment expert educator and in industry consultant um what's the education piece yeah so we've got our own podcast uh it's simply called mobile home park investors uh, and folks can find a link to it, uh, either just searching on that name in iTunes or Stitcher or simply going to mobilehomeparkinvestors.com. Uh, again, we've got the links into the podcasts there at that website. And then also, uh, I run the largest mobile home park group uh, on LinkedIn. We've got now about 3,500 members. Uh, that also is simply called Mobile Home Park Investors. And again, there's a link into our LinkedIn group from that website, mobilehomeparkinvestors.com. So I answer questions there uh, <clears throat> on uh, uh, in that LinkedIn group. Uh, Brad and I, again, produce our own podcast. Um, 
so we're we're paying it forward uh, that way. Uh, when I got into this business, there were a number of that was before podcasting generally, but there were a number of folks that helped mentor me, um, and so I can't exactly pay it back to them, but I, I can pay it forward. Uh, we now get uh, between eight, eight and ten thousand downloads a month uh, off our podcast, and uh, so I know there's an audience out there, and and periodically. Uh, uh, I get emails, I get calls, uh, I get people that stop me at uh, the couple of big trade shows uh, for our business that all say that they've listened to our podcast and have found it helpful. So uh, that's really uh, humbling uh, to think that we're helping other folks achieve financial independence uh, and uh, and hopefully uh, run their communities better for the tenants um, as well. That just goes to show you guys, <laughs> there is literally a podcast out there for everyone. I mean, I know there's over yes. thir- there's <laughs> over 300,000 podcasts that are registered. And I think last I checked with some of the experts that are track this industry or the podcasting world, maybe about 150,000, close to 200,000 are actively engaged in over 100 episodes and whatnot. But seriously, uh, a podcast about trailer parks. That's just amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. And guys, I, I, I tell you this all the time. You know, find yourself some side hustle, something to do on the side. It is something you can get started with, with the concept of like Lonnie Scruggs, where you're financing and, and um, trailers, you're financing homes, and build into, build up enough to start where you can get buy a whole park and just manage a beautiful community with some amazing people i just it just warms my heart i I really get excited about this the idea of that out here in hawaii not many trailer parks in fact i don't think there's any trailer parks on this island you're in the only state (laughs) with no mobile home parks it's just too expensive to make make the mobile homes on the mainland and ship them to hawaii so yeah their mobile home parks can be found in 49 out of our great 50 states but you're in the one state with without mobile home parks absolutely correct now what we do have is uh, i didn't know we were the only state that did not have mobile home parks but that does make sense but i know we do have a community a couple communities and i can't remember the name of these darn homes they're basically canvas um they look like tents if you will and there's just a name for them and i can't stand that word for some reason uh, that's my own personal thing, but they they're like tents basically, and they build them up, but mostly on the Big Island, not over here, on on Oahu. But yeah, absolutely. So in the education process, and we talk a lot about education here on Men of Abundance, and some people might get the idea that I'm against higher education in the form of colleges and stuff, and I'm not. I'm against the cost of higher education versus the return on investment. So to go out and get a $180,000 education and turn around and get nothing more than a $30,000 a year job, if you're lucky, that return on investment doesn't make sense because you know I know guys that are in their late, almost 60s and still paying off their student loans um, in, in pr- great professions, but it's just too expensive. I paid a guy $5,000 to mentor me for a year and to do lease options, and I made my investment back in the first deal and a half. And in three wow. deals, I was way into the into the black and, and making money and enjoying it uh, in Texas and in, in Arizona, uh, New Mexico. So to get an education on how to properly 
purchase mobile homes, finance them, provide them to uh, tenant buyers if you're going to do a lease option type of thing or sell or rent or get a mobile home park. What do you think would be the cost for somebody to invest and to learn this skill and to go out and apply it? Oh, it's more time than money. Um, <clears throat> to be candid, our 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 pod, <clears throat> excuse me, our podcast, of course, is free. Uh, <clears throat> there are other books out there. Uh, Lonnie Scruggs's book. Uh, there's also uh, a book uh, by a guy named George Allen. I believe it's called How to Find, Buy, and Manage a Mobile Home Park. Um, and that's an $80 book. Uh, I think uh, Deals on Wheels is more like a 10 or $15 book. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I, I got started uh, reading those books and some others. I put the word out to uh, friends and colleagues that I was thinking of buying a mobile home park. And I certainly got a lot of strange looks, uh, especially here in San Francisco, where, you know, quote unquote, everybody knows that the smart thing to do is to pay you know, a million and a half dollars for a studio apartment <laughs> or mm. something, and that that's real estate. Um, but anyway, but, you know, one out of 10 people said, oh, my gosh, that's brilliant, Jefferson. You know, I know somebody uh, who did that, uh, you know, good luck, or here's a, here's a lead. I had one guy from my church just say, oh, call my dad. You know, my dad used to own a mobile home park, and that was what sent our whole family to Europe every summer for a really nice vacation. <laughs> um, so I built up kind of an unofficial advisory board of about 10 guys that uh, all owned parks. And then when I would come across a park for sale, I would run it by them. Uh, and, you know, those guys would say thumbs up or thumbs down, or they'd, you know, say, hey, the key issue for this park is X. You know, can't tell you if it's thumbs up or thumbs down, Jefferson, but go find out about issue X, and that'll tell you whether that's a good deal. Um, and all that, frankly, was free. Um, and now we've got our podcast. Our podcast, of course, is free. Um, so you don't need to spend a lot of money uh, to get educated. I think you do need to spend several hundred hours, call it 200 hours, uh, reading, talking to people, reviewing deals, bouncing those deals off others, Um you know, so it's it's not the sort of thing that you can even just read, you know, just Lonnie's book in two hours and then you're ready to go. I, I think this is probably, you know, folks need to budget roughly a couple hundred hours of learning before they'll be ready to, uh, to buy a park. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite um, quotes is uh, from uh, Abe Lincoln. I'm not going to get it exactly right, but it's along the lines of, you know, if I had uh, eight hours to cut down a tree, I would spend uh, seven hours sharpening my saw blade. Uh, so there's there's something there about, about being prepared. So, um, you know, our podcasts collectively now are probably about 50 to 60 hours worth of learning for folks to listen to. That's a good chunk right there to get you started. And again, pick up some other books, read the, those um uh, see if you can find some folks to mentor you, take them to lunch, uh, learn from them, bounce deals off them. And uh, yeah, after a couple hundred hours worth of time learning about this business, you should you should know what constitutes a good deal from bad. You sh should know how to finance it. You should know how to operate it. But, uh, you know, invest that 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 amount of time and then you'll be ready to go. Excellent. Excellent advice. I love that. And the key that I get from that, guys, is 
he said it over and over again. Make sure you have somebody that you can bounce the deals off of, somebody you can you like, know, and trust, and that's going to point you in the right direction and tell you if it's a good deal or a bad deal and what part of the deals need to be corrected before you move forward. I just can't say enough about that. It's extremely important to not go it alone, not do anything alone. Always have guys, men or women, that you can you know, bounce ideas off of and get some sound advice from. I absolutely love that. So, Jefferson, we're at the part where we're going to pay it forward. Are you ready to do that? Sure. Outstanding. Hey, man, you know here at Men of Abundance, I'm really big on living your life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And we have all of these discussions. But one of the things that we've been talking about lately is improving and increasing your finances. And there are so many reasons for that that I'm not going to get into today. But we're always talking about why it's important and a few ideas about how you can do that. But I've never really shared the nuts and bolts about exactly what to do and how to do it. So today, right now, I'm going to share with you one of the resources that I personally use that keeps me on track and up to date with all the latest trends and everything about my personal business. And if you have a business and are struggling at this point or thinking about starting a business, this is a resource that you absolutely must get your hands on. I am talking about a membership site called Freedom. It's spelled F-R-E-E-D-Y-M. This is the Netflix for entrepreneurs because I can't even tell you how many videos are in here for you to learn from. Everything to have to do with entrepreneurship, motivation, personal growth, marketing, money, lifestyle, membership sites, you name it. Everything you need to get started is right here. And since I'm a member, you can get started for just $1. The way to do that and to get to that link is to go to menofabundance.com. Click on the resources tab at the top of the page and scroll down and you will see the Freedom logo, F-R-E-E-D-Y-M. Click on that, take a look, see everything that they have and get started for just $1 and get inside. You're going to be blown away at how much information is in there. I'm loving it. I'm using it and it is greatly assisting me in building my side hustle and building my membership site. So right after this conversation, go to the resources tab at menofabundance.com and go check it out. All right, let's get back to the conversation. So share with our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Uh, to get into this business, again, I'd say listen to our podcast, go buy those other couple of books, and uh, over the next week, uh, mention to 10 people that you're thinking of uh, getting into the mobile home park business and see if you can't find somebody that knows somebody to mentor you. Excellent. Yeah, it, it, absolutely right. And we're definitely going to have your podcast and the books and everything else that we've already mentioned uh, linked up in the show notes. So guys, don't worry about writing that stuff down or going to look for it. It's all going to be in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Jefferson in the search bar and this episode will pop right up. Don't worry about that. What daily habits make the biggest impact in, in your life today, Jefferson? Uh, I try and uh, implement uh, basically a getting things done uh, approach to business where I'm tracking uh, what needs to get done, but I'm also taking on a daily basis, but I'm also taking time 
to just think about you know high level planning what do I want the organization to look like what do I want my life to look like my income my marriage my relationship with God etc so and then you begin planning against that so um, you know make lists uh, we track a lot of stuff uh, in uh, an application called Asana uh, mm-hmm. and also just in our I in my iPhone um, so do that. Don't let stuff fall through the cracks. But again, take uh, take time, roughly weekly, to kind of think about big picture issues in your life and think about if, if all those little tasks are in fact leading you toward your big picture goals. Yeah, I like Asana. I've used that with some of my um, with some of my coaching clients as well as coaches that have coached me. Uh, I like to use Asana because it really keeps everything on track and it's all right there in one place either on my phone on my computer or wherever i'm at really cool resource yep so what are you reading or listening to now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why um i'm actually reading right now a book called traction by gino wickman uh he's i think the thought leader behind what he calls the entrepreneur's operating system eos uh and i'm finding it very helpful to help me think through what do I really want to build Park Street Partners into uh, and once you set that vision what does that in turn mean for the people that we hire for you know the actual job descriptions uh, the roles responsibilities that people will pursue uh, and then also what sort of data needs to be um, uh, transparent what what data does everybody need to have at their fingertips to really measure the business and make sure we're moving towards our long-term goals. So, um, again, Traction by Gino Wickman. I uh, I definitely recommend that to your listeners. Excellent. Again, we'll have that linked up in the show notes. What do you feel holds most people back from living their life of true abundance? I think it's easy just to get overwhelmed by having too much to do, and uh, you know, getting it out of the out of one's head, getting it written down. Uh, and for where we're at now, hiring other people to actually do that endless to-do list, um, that's a lot to get through, to, to record what needs to be done, to think about it, and again, to, to then hire people against those uh, uh, action items, those deliverables. Um, but uh, I know, just speaking from personal uh, experience, uh, I've felt <clears throat> overwhelmed and uh, uh Life is still not perfect, but it's a lot better now, now that I'm, uh, you know, get, getting everything tracked and uh, getting it assigned out to some of these other people that we're hiring. So uh, I just encourage folks to uh, to focus on that, to, to get unstuck and to make uh, progress in your life. Absolutely. Wonderful answer. Thank you for that. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you? You've kind of answered this a little bit, but let's get it down kind of narrow it in what does living a life of abundance mean to you uh it basically means just having the flexibility to work uh wherever my cell phone gets reception uh i'm actually going to be gone most of the next month uh in uh the uh, on the east coast on the jersey shore uh camping a week up in yosemite uh spending some time for business down in la and also spending some time in denver But uh, that doesn't mean I'm taking a month off from work, but it'll be quality time with the family. I'll be able to keep working. Uh, But again, I'll also have the flexibility to spend that kind of uh, quality time with my family uh, on the beach and in Yosemite. And uh, so that's really what I define as as abundance, to have that sort of work 
life balance. That sounds extremely exciting to be able to travel like that, travel around with your family, do the things you got to do and still get business done. I absolutely love it. Yep. So before we close this up, what would you like to share with our abundant leaders that we haven't already talked about? Well, um, I guess I'd also just say, you know, I've started uh, some personal coaching, uh, which is helpful uh, to have somebody mentoring me just broadly about life asking probing questions about what my goals are personally and professionally and uh, we talk every couple of weeks and uh, that again helps hold me accountable for making progress in my life and and holding up a mirror (laughs) to me you know Jefferson here's what you said you wanted to do two weeks ago and it's been two weeks how much of that have you actually done now that kind of thing so um, so I didn't encourage folks to try and find uh, somebody to mentor them uh, that way Absolutely. Yeah, I have a couple accountability partners myself and uh, mentors and coaches. I'm always a work in progress and it helps me when I'm working with other people as well. It's extremely important in my life as well. So how what are some of the ways that we can reach you? We've already talked about your website, your podcast. It's all going to be linked up in the show notes. Is there any other way that you'd like to share with us that we can put in there? Yes. So our company's website uh, is parkstreetpartners.com, and we have resources there both for folks that might want to buy their own park and, and again, begin to to go through that process, Uh, but also for folks that may want to co-own parks with us uh, and invest in our fund, uh, we've got information there uh, as well. Uh, Again, parkstreetpartners.com. Uh, just click on the the link, uh, view current investments. You'll get onto our mailing list. It's only once a month. That'll help you uh, keep keep in the loop on our deal flow and learn more about what we're doing. So parkstreetpartners.com. Yeah, and I'm on the site now. It's a beautiful site. I mean, it's very well laid out. It's very simple. I mean, if you get on the site, whatever it is that you want, you're going to see it. It's just right there. And it's a beautiful park that you have laid out there. That's what I'm talking about. And I just love to see how gorgeous that is. Very well laid out. Great. Awesome. So we'll have that linked up as well. And Jefferson, it's truly been been a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this conversation. It was everything that I expected it to be. And uh, I look forward to uh, going over and listening to your podcast. If we ever do leave this rock, we're either going to Texas or Florida. Plenty of trailer parks in both locations. Lots, lots. (laughs) And both of those, those the number one and number two states for mobile home parks, Wally. You got it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. So I'm definitely going to get back into real estate once I get back to the mainland. Because even doing lease options over here, I had several properties in Texas and New Mexico. Yeah. Well, we, we, we teach people how to manage remotely, Wally. So there's no reason you can't start buying in Texas and Florida right now while you stay in Cal- in, in Hawaii and keep your, your toes in the surf. <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a very good point, and I'm going to look into that as well because I'm about right. to that point to be to be, start doing that again. Good. Awesome, brother. Hey, really good conversation. I enjoyed this, and uh, thanks for your time and your wisdom. Okay, Wally. I'll let you jump back in the surf now. All Great right. Aloha. <laughs> Bye. Aloha. All right, all of the amazing abundant leaders out there. That's all I've got for you today. I hope you took a lot of notes or I hope you at least reflected on what Jefferson and I were talking about and started your mind thinking about the many, many different ways for you to add value to other people's lives and make a living and create an abundant life for yourself. Look, it doesn't take money to have a life of abundance, but it certainly doesn't hurt. In fact, it does help. 
There's no doubt about it. I'm never going to hide behind the fact that money is important, but it's not what's required to live a life of abundance. It's a mindset, and you have to enhance your mindset. I'm not about changing mindsets. I'm about enhancing what you already know so that you too can live a life of abundance. Now, think about that as you go out to live your life of abundance and make sure you pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. Oh, 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 oh